welcome to That Gray Area. I'm Erin. And I'm Vanessa. We're lifelong friends entering that certain time of life that can be a bit of a gray area, somewhere between our beautiful and confused youth and wrinkled wisdom. We'll be taking a look at what being a woman and aging looks like right now. So join us in That Gray Area. Hi, everyone. Before we get started, we wanted to take a quick moment to tell you about a new partner we're working with, Kendra. Like me and Vanessa, Kendra has a huge desire to empower women who are experiencing hormonal changes to take care of their bodies safely and holistically. But more than that, they really want to destigmatize aging and menopause in general, and you know that we are so behind that message. Kendra's line of peri, menopausal, and postmenopausal essentials includes a daily vaginal lotion and revolutionary reusable applicator with a cult following and overwhelmingly rave reviews. It's pretty awesome. Woo! That dramatically relieves vaginal dryness. A sleep-enhancing supplement, an energy-boosting supplement, and a dynamic daily wellness supplement, all thoughtfully designed to target and relieve the symptoms of our menopausal journey including hot flashes, brain fog, mood swings, and more. I've been using the sleep supplement for about a week, and I'm feeling really good, actually. And I won't lie, though, the vaginal moisture cream, I'm into it. Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> I'm uh-huh. real into it. Uh-huh, okay. uh-huh. I've been using the energy-boosting supplement to combat my brain fog, which you've all heard about, and increase my daily energy because I work some crazy hours, and I really need it. Lord. Here is the best part. Kendra has a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchasers or subscribers, you get 20% off anything you wish. To get your 20% off, go to ourkendra.com slash gray20. That's ourkendra.com slash G-R-A-Y-2-0. And let us know if you try any of the products mm-hmm. out. Yeah, we'd love to hear your experience. But now, let's get to the topic at hand. We have an interesting topic today. Yes. It's a personal topic today. It was born of a personal topic, but I think it's a very, I think it's something most women can really, really relate to. And it's one of those, am I seeing this right questions? Why do women feel the need to make themselves small or not brag about what's going on? Why are we so afraid of ridicule if we toot our own horn? Why is it okay for men to toot their own fucking horn? Exactly. So tell them where this came about. We did an episode not that long ago called Parenting. And we even, even the title is reflective of this conflict that we were having. When we record an episode, the workflow goes, Vanessa takes the audio file and does a rough pass. And she takes out all the just like repetitive, this or whatever. And then she sends it to me. And I reflect that in our video. And then I make fine cut notes. And the first thing that you said to me about that episode is, I don't know. I just feel like we're bragging a lot. And then... Some people in our lives who my heard mother. it. My mother. I didn't want to call her out. You can call her out. Then Vanessa's mother said, you guys sound like you're bragging, which just sent us into an emotional tailspin sort of for a minute. Like, oh, God. I mean, she said it really nicely. She loves our kids. So, I mean. But it made us. She was like, gosh, it kind of sounded like you guys were sort of bragging. And, oh, yeah. And we were like, oh, were we? And we had to go check the tape. Check the tape. And so then Vanessa's like, well, we'll just name it only the things we did right. Yeah. Because we have to quanti- qualify we it. We had to quantify it. And, like, not put on there all the ways we fucked up. But, which Why we, did I have to do that? But we could have. We could do an episode on all the ways we screwed up. But oh, yeah. at the end of the day. Our kids could do one on that. Like, <laughs> indeed. But at the end of the day, what we, the kind of the way the full circle moment came was. It was an arc. It really was. I said, wait a minute, though. We did do a nice job raising our children. And it wasn't just, like, dumb luck. We both really worked hard to not 
fuck it up intentionally. I mean, like we, Absolutely. I read a lot of books. I sent my kids to therapy when they needed. I went to therapy when I needed. I'm, I'm proud of We're the job. We're proactive parents and we did a good job. And so what is wrong with that inherently as women where we feel that being proud of something that we did would be distasteful to somebody else mm-hmm. or come off as oh you and, and as bragging so and what's what and why is bragging a dirty uh, word right it's not for men men are confident yes men are what i mean what's everyone's favorite thing to say about trump he tells it like it is he tells it like it is i mean and he is the well that let's not get political no, but no I, I mean human nature aside you know political feelings aside he is a confident, outspoken male who will tell you about what he does right all the time. Even and is one of the things people appreciate about him. Even is, when he did something wrong, he will say he actually did it right. You just don't right. understand why and it was right. And people believe him and people accept it and, and they move on. Can you think of any women that brag about themselves where they're perceived in a good, shining light? I mean, I'm Maybe sure there are examples. And Lizzo. <laughs> well, and they're young. They're so young. They're not our age bracket. So yeah. they are exposing younger women to being proud of Shine themselves. that light, girl. Shine that light. Toot that fucking horn. But uh, women Thank are age. But women are age, and I'm not blaming our mothers. We are all a product of, they're the product of their upbringing and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I did notice, I talked to my mom about this, and she was like, oh, oh yeah, no way. I mean, you can't brag. Right. You have to we'll be. We'll talk about the double standards. Yeah. One thing I read that was really interesting is a study by researchers at Carnegie Mellon showed that bragging will elicit negative reaction for those on the receiving end. But cultural bias will also make it more uh, common and more socially acceptable for men to promote. It's just. So men can brag and women Women can't. cannot. And why is it so hard for us to self-promote? So here's the thing. Here's the fucked up in this. Good girls don't brag. Yes. So this is amazing. Okay, let's just take these one by one. To yeah. say let's let's really unravel the fuckery, the mind fuckery that is the line, be confident but not conceited. And these fuckery lines we're expressing here are all things that women, ourselves included, mm-hmm. that are in our lives have shared that they have been told growing Correct. Up going forward. So these aren't this isn't shit we're making up. No, this is this is for real, for real. Yeah. So be confident but not conceited. Hey, what the fuck does that look like? Well, uh, and who tells you where? What are the parameters there? Right. Where is the line in the sand? Exactly. No and one tells men to not be conceited. They they praise confidence. Absolutely. Climb to the top of those monkey bars and jump off. Not be careful. Be Make careful. it to the top be of careful. that careful. corporate ladder. Be ruthless in business. Like yeah. it's appealing. Yeah, it really is. Okay. Yeah. Be smart, but no one likes to know it all. <laughs> Okay, these, that's an, imp- <laughs> I mean, I just watched uh, The Queen's Gambit last night and they're like, ugh, another brain. Like even other women were making her feel bad for being smart. I mean, I love, if, if you have not seen this, oh, I, so I, good. I've got one episode left. Oh, it's so fucking good. It's so great. And she is, she is a prodigy chess player yes. and she is ostracized. By her peer group. By, because she's smart. And then finally a small group. I mean, she does have a small group of people who see her genius and are Come intimidated. But that's the thing is, why is it such a rarity? Yeah. You know, why do women um, not brag about themselves enough? Okay. Ambition is good. But don't try too hard. Oh, you're trying too hard. That <sighs> makes me. Who sets the rules for this bullshit? Bananas. We fall victim to this conditioning. Yeah. And and I would say for me, what's really interesting is 
in my personal life, I'm a pretty strong person. I run my household. You know, I co-run with my husband, but she wears the pants. I don't. Well, I wouldn't really say that, but I'm not afraid to fucking with Todd. I'm not afraid to speak my mind. I have an opinion. I feel confident. She's a squeaky wheel. I am, and I'm. I'm very confident in my ability to hold down the fort and take care of things. And I'm an independent woman of the nineties. Indeed, (laughs) indeed. That's our phraseology we prefer for women like that. Yeah, I stole that from a woman that I worked with, and it just used to slay me because she was born in the nineties, which is hysterical. But anyway, (laughs) okay. So you you ask the question here, like, does that ingrained notion need rewiring? Yes. Well, absolutely. Do we actually start to believe? We aren't good or aren't worthy or aren't that big of a deal because we don't self-promote? Or do we not self-promote because we don't think we're a big deal? I think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, okay, so I'm going to say I remember working my first real job out of college was at Fox News. And I went to school for journalism. I was – I excelled at school. I did very well. I was – my professors would – pick me out as saying you could work professionally. But mm-hmm. once I got into that environment where there was a lot of type A people and a lot of confident people, and a I lot of men. and a lot of men, all that confidence that I had had went right out the window. And I remember specifically two women that I worked that we worked with. And these women for whatever reason were very confident and very much young and climbing the ladder. And really were good at self-promoting. And one of them was very feminine and she was not really good at her job. And I saw right through it. But she used her feminine wiles. And any and she was a good self-promoter. Really, really good. She was smart. She did eventually kind of get found out for not really knowing what she was doing. But then there was another woman who didn't stroke all the men's egos like this other woman did. She was just brash and very confident, knew what she wanted. And what kills me is looking back how much I could not stand her. I hated her. I just thought she was the worst. Like, she was gross. Oh, you're so full of your. I mean, I said all those things. You're so full of yourself. You're so, no. If it was a man doing that, I wouldn't have even thought twice about it. I would have thought, good for you. He's a go-getter. He knows yeah. what he wants. He's super confident. But for her, she just – she came off as masculine – Brash. Pushy. Yeah. Kind of just like it was it was off putting. That, that's the thing about this and most topics we talk about. We sit here and, and talk about what's wrong with things, but we're the ones doing them oh, to ourselves most of the time. That's the reason we why I want to recognize that the why we want to talk about this stuff is because we're fucking guilty of it too. Oh, we want to help ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. My big thing when Vanessa and I started having these really long conversations on our way back and forth to work was we talked about everything. And that's something that just kept coming. And we coming. call ourselves out on our bullshit in these dialogues. Yeah. And that's the thing that I kept just sort of thinking about feminism a lot and the patriarchy a lot because, of course, there's a huge movement in the last few years. But we are sort of that gap generation. Yes. Where we are still so influenced by our moms who came up in the 40s, 50s, and early 60s. We were born to bra burners yeah. who had settled down and had families. <laughs> like, and, and think about that too, though. But then you think about our bra burner moms. Think about what they had to unravel to even get to be bra burners. Because oh, yeah. they were literally, my mom was born in 1942. There's a lot to unravel around all of this. And I'm not saying it to be shameful or I'm just saying, like, why are we not kind of asking ourselves the questions like why do we do that like okay why do we say be assertive but don't upset anybody 
Yeah, you can be assertive as long as it doesn't interfere with how do anyone you, else. How, what's that minefield look like? There's no rule book. There's just a lot of fucking rules. It, it's crazy. And it, and it feels like these rules for women are really specific and really, really restrictive. Yeah. And really unfair. Well, we could get, we could super deep dive into all the ways that your favorite word, the patriarchy, restricts women. It started with the Crusades. So I don't think we have enough time in any episode, but let's just all agree that men have been restricting women in a lot of ways, and we've been going along with it yes. way too fucking long. And that's the thing, too, is I think there's a lot... Sorry, l- men. This is not about you. You're conditioned as well as it, we That's are. what I was going to say. I think there's a lot of really good men out there yes. who, when they start... I love men. I really love men as well. And my husband would be considered a conservative person mm-hmm. and a, a manly man, and... I've beat him down pretty hardcore over the last 17 years. but I'm still working on it. Yeah, he's new. He's new. He's new to you. But it's just, is asking why. And I've really noticed, I, I will say, like, why are you saying that? Why do you, why when we turn on, this is really interesting. It's a bit of a sidebar, but I think it's relevant. Why when we turn on Sunday sports and there's four male newsca- sportscasters and one woman, the only person whose appearance you are commenting on is the woman's. Ever. And these are some ugly motherfuckers sometimes. Like, granted, some of these sportscasters, they are fine. They are like, they can wear a suit and they look really, really great. But why? I started adding, like, why is it always the first thing out of your mouth? I was like, is she a good reporter? Does she ask interesting questions? Is she knowledgeable about her topic? But why are you talking about her dress? And he's like, shut up. Okay. I don't know. Guilty. I am guilty. I do it too. Allie, if you're out there, that pink suit you wore in the Laker playoffs was a shit show. I had that conversation with myself. I'm sorry, Allie. You wear whatever the fuck you want to but, wear. But and I don't know why I care when you're out there doing a really good job. That's, I did it. But we, I'm guilty of it. We, as women, are actually almost like we have to shake off the brainwashing. We do. And it has to start with us. And then we start to tell those really good men who love us and believe in us and support us. Because here's Here's why what you're doing is wrong and let's help each other. And this is what's crazy. I was talking to Skylar about this episode today and doing a lot of research and watching videos. And I recounted the story that I, and you know this, I was in a meeting and I was one of two women in a meeting with about 10 people. Had the head of the company I was working for and two heads of a network, the host who's very popular and very- Male. Male. And I've never been in a place- where I have felt misogyny so hardcore. So literally, my boss would say, Aaron, because I'd been on the project since day one, Aaron, tell us about blah, blah, blah. And I would literally start speaking. And this man, this host would say, hold on, hold up a minute, Aaron. Adam, what do you think? My male cohort who just started the project two days before. Now, okay. He had nothing to do with the show until two days previous. That's bad enough. That's some, I, I was gobsmacked. But I was in such an awkward position because this was a a really important meeting, a really important deal. But what I wanted, and I didn't realize I wanted it till after the meeting, because I just became so shut down and and full of shame about it, to be honest, because I didn't know how to stand up and go like, well, I could have said, you know what, actually, Adam just started a couple of days ago. I've been working on this since, since day one. I could have stood up for myself, but I didn't feel empowered to do that. And afterwards, Two of the men working on the project, who are lovely human beings, kind men, immediately, like the minute those dudes were out the door, are you okay? I mean, they knew. 
And I was just, I had goosebumps. I was just drained. I just wanted to fucking drink. And I said, and what made me so sad was I said, neither one of you said anything. Neither one of you said, actually, host person, Adam just started recently. He's kind of getting up to speed. And Aaron's really the one who's been doing a lot of hard work on this. Neither one of them said anything. And I just said, I said, that hurts the most because you know how hard I've worked on this. And they said, I know. And they felt horrible, but they felt the same kind of they pressure. Felt the same thing because they had. You got to seal the deal, man. These people controlled whether this project lived or died. And so they were so fearful. Yeah. Caught into their integrity. We are so conditioned as a society to put women aside and, and say it's okay. We're on the hairy edge of the brave new world about that. I think. Yeah. I think enough women now are pushing back toward that and, and realizing our power, realizing mm-hmm. our worth. So now, you know, the pendulum swung to women or nothing. Then the pendulum swung to me too, you know, and every man who ever did anything wrong was victimized. And put into one horrible put, category exactly. of, as a predator. Absolutely. No matter how big or bad. And is settling down in the middle where hopefully it will find purchase, where men can realize their shit behavior and women yeah. can realize that they're valuable and, and shouldn't take anything off them or be treated in a lesser fashion. But it goes back to my feeling in that moment was all of those things. Be smart, but don't be a know-it-all. Be assertive, but don't upset anybody. Yeah. I didn't so want to upset anybody. focusing on just everything that you've got going on and how great this project could be and all the work you've done, your mind is instead going, how do I dance this delicate dance of bullshit? Yeah. It's crazy. Oh. And, 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 and all those men, and to be honest, what's crazy about confidence in rooms full of men is how we as women – not all women, obviously, there's a lot of badass women, but I'm just talking about like percentage wise, we as women, we make ourselves small. And I remember listening to an interview, and I've told you this with Michelle Obama. Mm -hmm. And she said, I've been in all the rooms. I've been in all the rooms with all the most powerful people. And some of the men in those rooms are brilliant. And they belong at that table. She's like, but there's a lot of men who just think they belong at that table. And that's all that matters. And they don't. They've convinced everyone else they belong. And themselves. And they're not the smartest person in the room. But when we as women, we're like, I don't know. Well, those, you know, those men. And the truly successful women you see today, the Ariana Huffingtons and, and, and of the like, these hugely successful women business people or Liz Smith, who ran Pete Buttigieg's campaign. And mm-hmm. She's very young. And they have that delicate balance of a inner confidence and inner knowing of their worth and also a way to delicately and in a way that doesn't off-put, let people know what they will and will not accept. And we've said this for years. We teach people how to treat us from day one. I mean, that's true of you and, and your boss, the one in that meeting. Your Very boss true. in that meeting was a dick to every other person in that building for whatever reason. And when Erin came on board, she was warned that this person will belittle you and talk down to you. But he's really good at what he does. You were just like, oh, <laughs> no, that won't happen to me. I, that and was you early on. Day one, when he like sassed you or said something inappropriate. I said, I don't do name calls. You shut him down. I don't do name calling. I can get another job. But once one thing that struck me is what you said is about how these women, how they still feel like they have to do a dance. Absolutely. A lot of people could argue that even a successful man at that level knows that it's a dance. Soothing people is a dance. Sure. Women just have to dance faster and harder and twice as hard as fucking men do. <laughs> you know, I mean, any politician can tell you that that job is a dance. But sure. the women that are good at it, they're like a unicorn. Yeah. So we just need more unicorns. Well, speaking of unicorns, I read this quote from Shonda Rhimes, who's oh, a unicorn. Shondaland. Men brag, women hide. 
Even when they don't deserve to, when they don't deserve to brag, men brag. She also said, when a man boasts go too far, uh, Steve Trump, Steve, uh, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, Musk boasts brilliant. Yeah, but boasts from ways. men rarely cause a ripple, while those from women trigger a public backlash. Oh my god! Right? Yes, absolutely. It's so bananas to me, and I wish I had a good example of like somebody who's braggadocious. Well, I mean, look at Shonda Rhimes. Massively successful showrunner, the likes of like David E. Kelly, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, if you guys don't know, Shonda Rhimes did Grey's Anatomy, How to Get Away with Murder. Anyway, one of the most a successful lot of stuff. showrunners of all time. And she's the, brilliant. One of the only, if not the only woman who does it. And every article about Shonda Rhimes, like in the beginning, was, oh my God, look at this woman who's doing man things. Yeah. Not like, <laughs> how the fuck do you create so many successful network TV shows that make so much goddamn money? Oh, Scandal. That's my Scandal. Scandal. My favorite. It, it wasn't about the fact that people wrote articles on David E. Kelly because he was David E. Kelly and doing great things. Mm-hmm. They wrote articles about Shonda Rhimes because she was a woman. Doing. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it was always the woman first. It's always that first. Well, and funny. We keep, the Queen's Gambit. Yes. They wrote an article about her in Time Magazine and she got really mad because it was mostly about the fact that she was a woman in a man's world. Yeah. Not, not the, fact the fact that, that she, she was, was amazing. Uh, a prodigy. An absolute prodigy from a tiny age. It, and it did touch on that, but it was, that was like, that was the B story. Yeah. <laughs> that was it's the sub, that was the subplot. And she even had to tell them at one point, oh, are you the women's champion? <sighs> no, bitch. I'm the champion. Just the champion. Period. It's so triggering. It, it's so triggering to hear that now. It really is. It really, really, really is. I'm just a champion, bitch. Well, this is something that um, Skylar said to me uh, about when we were talking to asking people, our friends and our family and our listeners and followers. And she said, you know, you can never win. If you're shy and reserved, people say you need to speak up more and be more confident. But then when you do that, they're like, calm down. Yeah. If you're, you know, you're bitchy if you speak up. But men are just considered confident, not bitchy. And speaking up isn't received as positive. It can be received as being overbearing. And she says, but with a man, it's, I respect his gumption. And then (laughs) Skylar said, gumption being a word an old white man would say. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. You, you know, it's chutzpah. It's bravado. Mm -hmm. It's, these are all male terms, you know, like. And why is confidence seen as inherently masculine why don't we have a name for women's confidence like we have bravado gumption we have, mm. i guess a girl could have gumption and bravado we but, but it's like we do tend to like oh you know women or girls especially oh she's sweet she's so thoughtful as a positive but you describe yes. a man as sweet and thoughtful he sounds like a a, a pansy right which right. is that's okay we could do a whole show on toxic masculinity oh and that's I'm a whole nother thing <laughs> because it's really sad but I, I guess it's just this again this is just about we're just opening our just eyes to conditioning ding like what oh just question didn't really think about just that question it uh yeah so it's a, a it's okay to be proud but only to an extent exactly how do you win so here's lisa who is just a bit older than us mm-hmm. growing up It was always known that stating your worth was bragging. This was something that other people could tell you, but you really shouldn't talk about yourself in a way that seemed boastful. That's true. Like, you could be in a room and have other people brag about you, and then it's okay. Yes. But you absolutely can't do it yourself. Correct. That's so factual. Mm -hmm. That has some good and some bad. It's great to be proud of yourself and not be afraid to say so, but bragging is annoying. Yeah, there's a fine line between pride and boasting. Correct. And again, who makes those fucking rules? Yeah. She says, I think I managed to find a happy medium. 
And she says, I remember her grandma being big on not tooting your own horn, so to speak. And it probably had a lot to do with not seeming better than your man. Yeah. I mean, women knew their place. Like, you didn't outshine your husband. You didn't do better. You didn't make more money. Yeah. Like, that just wasn't done. That's the kind of stuff that we are all as women, especially, you know, in this age and and the next, in our next generation of women, we're still unpacking all of that. Absolutely. Thinking about that episode that we recorded, we were proud of ourselves. We were. We, we were saying job. what we did right. And I, I equated it to being relatively decent poker players getting an amazing hand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, we could have we could have shit the bed on our hand. We could have doubled down. We could have played it. We could have played those cards incorrectly and fucked up. But, but we did our homework. We didn't. We learned we how to play decently. Book, yeah, and we fucking did a good job. Talked to the experts. Yeah, and we did do a good job. So that whole bragging. That whole bragging thing, that's where I get confused, is like, so I'm proud of myself, but if I say I'm proud of myself, I'm bragging now? I, I guess I just, when does it cross the line? you said before we started to feel like you're proud of yourself is now out the window because all we're thinking about is that you're, you're too proud of yourself. And I think that, I think our, as women, our sensitivity to what could be conceived or construed as braggadocious is much more, we're much more sensitive to that. We're much more like, ugh, oh, totally. worried about it. Oh, yeah, Whereas, we, had a, we, had a, we had to have a whole powwow about that episode and be like, <laughs> oh, God, what are we going to do? People won't like us if we're, like, yeah. proud of ourselves. And it, it cuts to another thing. Women care so much more if we're liked by everybody yeah. than men do. Men don't give two shits about that. Yeah. Why do women, myself is especially over care about what other people think of me. It's not like you live in my household. Why do I give a fuck if the cashier is annoyed that I'm taking too long to put my fucking change in the wallet? Like, like, you know, those weird little moments you have. You don't want to be an imposition. I don't want to impose on anybody. I don't want to be rude. I don't want to honk at the driver who's clearly on their phone at the green light because I, oh, give them a minute. I do that. And look, there's, it's nice to be an empathetic person. Right. It's nice to consider other people's feelings. But at the loss of my own convenience is oh. the problem. And the loss of your own sense of, like, you know, self-worth. It's um, like my place in the world. My yeah. earned space here. Um, so uh, we've been talking a lot about work. And it said, one study found men rate their performance. This is so classic. <laughs> Man. Men also think they're way better looking than they are usually. Men, oh, my God. There a was thing. that huge study about yeah. men and women who asked who are asked to rate photos of themselves men always rate themselves higher always and women always rate themselves lower oh fuck so it says men's men rate their performance 33 percent higher than equally performing women in multiple settings confirming that the gender gap in self-promotion prevails they just think they're doing a good job what if we good. thought we were doing yeah a and it's g- not that they need to think they're doing a, a worse yeah, job yeah this is not saying men stop yeah. have an inferiority complex i don't want men to stop being braggadocious or have bravado i actually find it very sexy in a man you but, know this i love an overly confident I man mean, <laughs> here's a really cool thing vanessa it's called amplification and this is a takeaway mm. we like to have like what's takeaway amplification takeaway? is a strategy that women can use to champion each other's ideas so whenever we talk about this it's like you got to unravel this and you got to ask yourself why okay well what do i do right How can Once I, I figured out, okay, I've got well, a now what? Here, now what? Okay, so we have to, as women, we champion each other. So it says, we champion each other's ideas to overpower environments where our voice has not been valued. But the majority of the time, you must be your own best advocate. So in that meeting, 
if if there had been one more woman in there the was a woman but she was really young okay really young and in a position that she had been uh, it was a promotion for her, and it was her first time in that role. Oh. And she's literally 20 years younger than me. And so if the roles had been reversed and she had been being dismissed, I could have easily said, you know, hey, hold up, guys. Honestly, she's really the one we should be talking to. We have to advocate for one another. I mean, that's just really beautiful. Yes. Right? I, I, I mean, I get 100%. I get kind of like goosey. Yeah. Like, it's the whole leg up philosophy. The headwinds, tailwinds. Mm-hmm. My 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 sister works for a very advanced cultural. I want to work culturally for this company, so bad. company <laughs> called Headspace. They have a massive amount of of diversity training, both with sexism, racism, everything, and they and you can Google this headwinds tailwinds philosophy, and it's all about just how if you don't feel like you may have had an upper hand or an advantage due to your race, class, creed, here's an example of why you may have, and what you can do to help others who haven't. And so it's all about lifting up, giving a leg up to maybe somebody who hasn't had as many tailwinds as you have mm-hmm. going forward. And we have to do that. I agree with each other as women. It's so true. You know, if you if you know that that person in that room had done something amazing, it would be very easy for you to just say, hey, you guys know what? I, I know we talked about this once, but I just want to recognize her mm-hmm. for doing this amazing thing. Like, and get men used to hearing women doing being, amazing things yeah and being complimented and being lifted up <laughs> yeah skylar easily do that for each other yeah for sure skylar made me watch this it's a pixar short called pearl p-u-r-l like knit one pearl too yeah and it's quickly it's eight minutes long but it's about <laughs> this little ball of yarn who goes to work at a at an office where it's all these high powered white dudes and so it's just you know it's obviously it's a what would you call that it's a an allegory. Yeah, exactly. So in comes Pearl and she's a little ball of yarn and she's just adorable. And the men just dismiss her. They don't want to hear her. They don't want to know what she has to say. And so she re-knits herself to look like she's wearing a power suit. And she starts making all the body jokes that she can fit in with the guys. And eventually they accept her. And she's so happy. And she's like, I made it. Now they listen to me because before they dismissed her ideas. So they're all going to get hot wigs at lunch one day. And curl, let's go. They're like, she's one of the boys now. And the new girl comes. The new woman's there. And she's a ball of yarn, a little adorable yellow ball of yarn. And she's like, oh, hi, everybody. I'm so happy to be here. And they're like, they're uh. And so... Right as the elevator doors close, as they're all going to get wings and they're going to leave the little new ball of yarn, Pearl makes a decision. And she decides, no, I'm going to uplift my, my my friend and my sister. And then cut to, and all the guys are like, what? And then cut to, the end scene is there's tons of balls of yarn working with the white guys Aww. in suits. And they're all laughing at the dumb yarn jokes. and and it, But it's like That's kind of... so cute. It's, she had that moment, that decision to make. And... You have to lift, you know, that's one thing. And that's, those decisions trickle down on each other. For sure. Because, you know, that new little yellow ball of yarn will do it for the next one and exactly. the next one. Exactly. And, and we can do that for each other over and over and there's and just over. enough room for all of us to succeed, you know? There is. Success is just like love. You don't run out of it. Yeah. It just grows. Yeah. Everyone can be successful. Everyone can do good. Society is not a competition. And I just think that, you know, lifting one another up and and shining the light on other women it's like an actionable thing you can do absolutely when it feels like oh well how are we ever going to change it it's such a big 
society and societal norms are so big and so overwhelming and so deeply ingrained in us as men and as women. And so it's like, you know, not everybody wants to be a barn burner and fucking shake the system up right. and and be a fucking Rose McGowan or whoever. You know, not everybody has Oof. that capacity <laughs> or wants to be that, but be a social activist on that level. But there are little small things you can do and they are they do I think they make a difference. They I think there's a ripple a effect. I could not agree more. One thing that's interesting too is that women especially of our generation and a little older they said we cling to the outdated notion that our accomplishments speak for themselves. We don't need to self-promote because if we just work really hard and we're really nice and and here's what's interesting is my friend that I've worked with and I brought her on almost every show that I've done. Oh yeah. She's about uh, 18 years older than me. We had this exact conversation and I was like, you are not getting recognized. You work harder than anybody in this building and I have sung your praises a million times and I will continue to do so. And I'm proud of that because I believe in her and she's amazing. I said, but you need to start. You've got to walk in there and tell why you're amazing. And And she said that exact thing to me. I've never had to do that before. Every job I've ever had, I just got a promotion because I worked really hard. And I said, it's a brave new world, sister. You need to march into that office, if for nothing else, because it's what you should do for yourself. I said, you need to walk in there and be like, I am an asset to this company. I work harder than anybody in this company. I have more experience than anybody. I care more than anybody in here. I said, you, even if it doesn't work, even if he doesn't believe you, you have to do it for you. And it was just terrifying to uh-huh. her. She yeah. didn't want to do it. And it, it's hard for all of us. I mean, I asked for raises, you know, and I... I've tried really hard. My oh, what? I say that I asked for a raise at my job. Yeah, I asked for. I've worked at my job for a very, very, very long time. But when you work in in television business, you can be freelance or you can be staff, and it they have pros and cons. Freelance, obviously, you have flexibility and you get a higher hourly wage. If you're staff. You get benefits, you get a lower lower hourly wage, but you are guaranteed employment. Mm -hmm. So there's pros and cons to both. And I was being hired as a freelancer on a show, but I had worked in the building as a staffer on another show. And I remember this, though, too. You really had to pump yourself up to do this. It was like a few days of, like, you can do it and this is why. You can ask for more. You can ask for more. You can do this. Here's why. Here's why you deserve it. You've been there for so long. You haven't gotten an increase in a very long time. This is the going rate in the outside world for what you do. (laughs) I went in there. I asked for the going rate. And he literally said, I don't know why you're being so hostile to me. (laughs) Fuck you, dude. I know this person. I've worked with him for years. Number one, he's an idiot. But number two, he's a complete misogynist. And number three, I know four or five people in that building, men in that building, who went in and told them what their rate is now. What their rate is now. Leave it. And it was not a problem. They didn't ask. I liked it. But I go in there. You asked for permission. And I asked for permission for this increase. And that was my big problem. I didn't go in there and say, hey, I'm happy to do this new show now. This is my rate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, I totally fucked that's, up. But that's, it's not your fault. That's conditioning. I mean, it's like, look, that job where I found out the guy, my, my, I'm his superior. My subordinate went in after working for this show for three months and asked for a raise and got it because he's like, I, I usually run shows and I'm this and I'm that. And, the, and my boss said, okay. And then I found out about it and he was making more than me <gasps> to the tune of quite a bit. 
for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I can't tell you, I, I'm very proud to say I did go in and say, but I was shaking. Like, instead of being like fucking livid and like, are you kidding me? I was like, oh, oh. I had to talk to my husband. I talked to you, but I did. I said, I found out about this. And you know what he had the nerve to say to me? And thank God I said something in the moment. He said, fine, I'll give you the raise. And you know, you guys, you should be, no, he said, you should be making at least as much as he's making. <gasps> yeah. I said, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? And then the only thing that scared him, I said, you realize that's illegal in the state of California. It wasn't until he's like, well, are you, are you threatening me? Bitch, I said, yes. I said, I'm not threatening you. Look it up. I'm just telling you like it is. It's illegal. And he's like, okay, fine. We'll, we'll, we'll give you this X amount more than him and we'll back pay you six weeks. You're God like, fucking good. right, you will. But that's what I'm, are you threatening? Are you threatening me? Yeah. Why are you being so hostile? Why are you being so hostile? Like, he totally, like, shamed me for it's, asking for my going rate, which is the industry standard. I wasn't going, uh, number one, I'm, I am the best fucking employee they have had there. I've been there 26 years. I'm the only person in the building. Never kicked off a show one time. Yeah. It's I've never called in. To, I've never missed a show day. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just. Why am I convincing you people? Exactly. Here <laughs> yeah. I am trying to talk myself That's what I'm right saying. Now. Why do we do that? But that's another thing, like, with the men is, like. My friend who I was speaking about before went to a, a career counselor and she said, that's the difference between men and women. Men go in and they just say, this is what I'm worth and I know it. And they don't ask for permission. They don't say please or, oh my gosh, mm, I don't know, I guess. Let me convince you. They just say, this is what I want and here's why I deserve it and that's what I need. And and, they sh- and she said, women don't do it. So just like we need to condition ourselves. We need to practice. We also need, we need to practice, but we also need to do it enough where men get used to it. Yeah. And go, oh yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. So I think we could end on here's what's, how do we get more comfortable with self-promotion? Because mm-hmm. it really well, is hard. Practice. Practice. <laughs> yes. Oh, practice. Wow, but it's is practice getting a compliment. Oh, That's a good I, one. I've worked. I've worked on that now. My mom called me out on that years ago. She's like, stop saying like, cute shirt. Oh, it was cheap. It was on sale. Yeah. Or I love your shoes. Oh, they're from Target. Yeah. You always have to downplay like, it. So fucking love Target. Don't downplay. Don't. So def- I had to learn. What, what do you say when someone says that to you? Thank you. That's it. End of sentence. I mean, now, if you're really stoked because you. you got a super awesome deal, you're like, dude. Okay. I mean, if I they lo- can benefit from some same said deal. Exactly. But they can't. Yeah. If you got something a year ago, you can't be like, oh my God. Yeah, like, indeed. That, that, it's not really helpful. So it says, practice getting a compliment. Don't deflect, don't downplay, or be deferential. Learn to simply say thank you. I'm really proud of the work I did, or I'm proud of this, or I really love it. Thanks. Or, I love this new jacket too. Yeah, isn't it cute? I have good taste. Isn't that nice? <laughs> yeah. And I, I say it, and I'm laughing because I sound like a dick. No, you don't. I, but in my mind, that's you, the message. That's the tape I play to myself. I think it's that you sound like you're proud of your cute outfit. Right? Okay, so instead of ta- thinking about talking about what you know or what you've learned as boastful, thinking of it as sharing your knowledge. Mm-hmm. So this is really goes right back to that episode. Like, I feel as women, when we were raising our children, we always shared what we learned and what worked as each yes. other. But because it was on a personal level. Yeah, because I knew her. She wasn't going to call me out for bragging. She knew me. I would never call her out for bragging. And we really appreciated, like, if I said, hey, I really tried this this thing with Skylar. Like, you know, I don't, I want to uh, set boundaries with no shame. And you, I remember you were like, wow, that's so smart. That's such a good idea. I read about it in a book or on an article. I don't remember where I learned it, but it really struck stuck with me. And you were like, oh, that's so great. I'm going to try that too. So in our parenting episode, I would like to think that if there's women out, we have a lot of friends who have kids who are 
younger, like, you know, in their tens, teens or younger, who might go, huh, I never thought about that before. I never thought about thinking about what it's like to be their age, or I never thought about trying to set boundaries without shaming. I never thought about, like, there's takeaway there. Yeah. And we should not be, we should not hide. information that will help someone. And it's, we shouldn't hide our light because it might make somebody else feel uncomfortable. We did a fucking good job raising our kids. Period. Watch, one of them is out robbing a bank right now. One of, one of them is home smoking crack over a stove. But that's fine. It's fine. They're happy. And they and they made the money to buy the crack. They found the crack. They figured out how to make the pipe. Right? <laughs> uh, see, but we deflect. We deflect. We deflect. So the takeaway is practice taking the compliment and lift our sisters up. That, those if, are the if, two if, main takeaways. If you can't compliment and question your- how you feel when you hear someone, when some woman stating their accomplishments. Do you like like I did twenty five years ago? Do if I it's go triggering Ugh. you? Why is it triggering? You? Yeah, that's so key. This that's this that's, that's what this entire that gray area experiment is about to me is just going. Huh, why why do I have that reaction? Yeah. And and how great it would feel if somebody in that meeting could have said. You know, Aaron's really worked so hard on this. How great, how empowering and uplifting that would have been for me in that moment. It would have. And, if, and also, you being able to do it for yourself. Fuck yes. You know? But until we get there, let's... I re- fully recognize I wouldn't have been able to. It was... Just like, I just like in the room when asking for my reason. Like, <laughs> anyway. So, practice. practice lift each other practice, up. Practice. And question, just, question, question. Lift, lift, lift. Shine that light. Toot that horn, bitch. Fucking